podcasters. I'm Alexia Stefano, and this is I Don't Care, the podcast with Alexia Stefano. I tried to rearrange my microphone here, the stand, but I fucked it up completely. Like, I don't even know how it was before, and now I can't get my microphone to stay. So, um, oops, like, it keeps falling. You're just falling. I don't know how I had it before. I swear it looked like this, so I don't know. I don't know how to fix it. Um, and to be honest, I'm very confused and quite annoyed. <laughs> so, um, if you're watching, I'm sorry that I can't figure it out. And if you are listening, I'm sorry that the sound right now is all over the place because I keep um, moving and moving the mic and playing around with everything. So I'm sorry right now that the audio quality probably isn't that good. I literally can't, I'm, I'm losing my marbles. I'm losing my marbles. Maybe I just hold the mic on top of the stand. Like how did I have it 20, 20 minutes ago? How the fuck were you 20 minutes ago? I'm going crazy. I'm going, I'm going crazy. What if, how's the sound like this? I feel like you guys can't hear me if it's all the way there. Guys, I don't even know what to do. I'm so pissed right now. Maybe I just have it covering my whole face. Should we do a podcast episode where it's covering my entire face? Luna, how do I fix it? I think um, I'm just going to hold the microphone today and then try to fix it after. So let me do that. See, now everything is so tight because I'm strong. Okay. Is this some ASMR? Alright, well, this is how it's going to be today, because um, that was a lot of fucking work. I spent so long trying to figure out how to um, set that all up just for it not to work. Um, so here we are. This is I Don't Care the Podcast. It's a little bit of all over the place. Um, I have quite a few life updates for you guys before we get into celebrity news, because don't forget, I've put it into my own hands to take over for my favorite podcast, The Toast, while they are on maternity leave, which by the way, Jackie O just had her baby named Tim Charlie. Um, so she has a son named Harry and now another son named Charlie. They really like the kind of old-fashioned, um, prince-esque, royal kind of names. Isn't, isn't Prince Charlie, um, a prince? Hmm? There's someone in the royal family named Pr Prince Char Charlie. 
Oh, no, Charles. It's Charles. Anyways. Um, so this is, that's, you know, I sit down thinking I've got a great, you know, podcast episode and that I'm going to sit down and just be able to talk a storm. And then I sit here so flustered because I'm annoyed about my mic stand right now. And it's almost as if I cannot speak. So I don't, (laughs) sometimes I think I'm going to nail a podcast and then I come down here and that's all that happens is like, and I'm not a gibberish speaker. In fact, in, um, spoiler alert, if you didn't know, I'm an actress in, in Jesus, I can't get a full sentence out. Okay, let me pause. Let me take a breath. Take a breath with me. Okay. In improv class, we had to do this like exercise where you had to speak in gibberish. And I failed tremendously at that. It's way harder to speak in gibberish than you think. Because doing isn't actually speaking gibberish. To speak gibberish, you have to speak like I'm speaking right now, except it not be any language. And you have to believe what you're saying and you have to know what you're saying. So you have to think in English, but then speak in gibberish. And it's so difficult And then the exercise was to have people like try to guess what the fuck you're talking about or saying. And it's challenging. It's a challenging thing to do. Um, So let's let's practice speaking gibberish. Um, Okay, I'm going to tell you guys the story in gibberish, but then I promise I'm going to tell you guys the story in English. So. I was on and it was in which is fully it's really hard and I wouldn't even say that was gibberish because that was just random just random sounds let me try again um this is this is what you get when you listen to I don't care the podcast is apparently gibberish Okay, or attempted gibberish. So I was in and there were so many stars. I could just change change wash from John Okay. Um so what I was saying is that you guys know how the last couple weeks I've been talking to you guys about my chairs that I cannot wait to get and that are gorgeous and I've purposely not shown you guys any pictures for because I didn't want to spoil any secrets or anything and how I'm just in love with them and I can't wait for them to come in and how I spent lots of money on them. Well, I got bamboozled. It's a shop on Etsy. Now, if you guys are familiar with Etsy, Etsy is 
a website that allows smaller businesses or just businesses in general to sell their merchandise. And so I was on Etsy and I found these beautiful buckle chairs that I love. And I'm not going to show you the picture still because I'm trying to work on something here, okay? But um, these beautiful chairs and I buy two of them and I'm talking to the owner kind of coordinating what I want coordinating um the colors and the material and this and that and just getting everything ready for these amazing chairs that I just cannot wait to have and then um a couple days later I get sent an order number I'm like, beautiful. Let me, you know, keep my eye on this every so often. I check it at one point and it says that I'm going to get the chairs between August 14 or sorry, August 11 to August 16th. And I'm like, brilliant. Cannot wait. So on August 15th, I recheck the order number because I'm like oh they should be coming today or tomorrow like let me see if it's going to be today or if it's going to be tomorrow so I check the order number and it's through FedEx and it says delivered in Vancouver to someone named Kathy and I start panicking I'm like oh my god fucking Kathy stole my package Kathy stole my chairs And so I'm panicked here. It's delivered, signed for. Um, And so I'm so flustered, I call FedEx. And for me to call someone, especially so spontaneously, is not something that happens often. But I was so, I was like, these are expensive chairs, my chairs. I can't have Kathy fucking taking my shit in Vancouver. How did Kathy get my shit? So I call FedEx and I'm speaking to the robot and the robot is just not getting what I'm trying to say. So the robot puts me through to a real human being and I get this amazing woman and she's like, okay, what's your order number? So I tell her my order number and she's like, okay, and what's your name? And I'm like, I'm Alexia Stefano, And she goes, okay. Can you tell me other people's names in your house? I'm like, Yola Stefano, Francesco Stefano. And she goes, okay. And I go, I noticed that someone named Kathy signed off for my package. I don't know anyone by that name. Nobody by that name lives here. Um, my order is not supposed to be sent to Vancouver. It's supposed to be sent to Poco, like, what is happening? And she's like, um, let me let me check a little bit more. And she goes, is it an Amazon package or an eBay package? And I was like, no, it's an Etsy package. And she's like, okay, this this is not your order. This isn't your package. And I was like, but that's the order number I was given. And she goes, well, sometimes um, they the order numbers are reused. So sometimes they send you the order number before your package has actually been shipped. 
she's like, so get in contact with this seller on Etsy and um, talk to them through there. I say, thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. She says, thank you. I hope everything gets resolved. And then I go over to Etsy and I go, his name is Arthur. Go to Arthur and I say, hey, Arthur, this is what's happening. I just called FedEx. This is what they just said. What the heck's going on? And Arthur is like, oh, I'm so sorry. Let me check into it. He checks into it and he's like, okay, um, we can either give you a full refund or we can just send you a new package, a new order with a new order number. And I said, I really want these chairs. Please send me a new package. Get me these chairs. He goes, okay, they'll ship on Friday. Amazing. Friday rolls around. I message Arthur and I'm like, hey, Arthur, any updates? Did the order ship? I'm waiting for, you know, an email. I'm waiting for the order confirmation. I'm, I'm just waiting around here. And then three days rolls by and then four days rolls by and I've not been getting any response back from Arthur. So I'm I'm telling this story to my brother's girlfriend and my brother's like, make sure you open a case with Etsy so if something goes wrong um, you can get a full refund because sometimes you can't if it's past a certain amount of days they won't give you a refund so just make sure you have a case open so I go to the Etsy website I open up a case and immediately Etsy's like we're gonna take over here and we're just gonna give you a full refund we're not even gonna look into it we're just gonna give you a full refund within the next two to five days. So I'm still waiting for the money to come in. It's been three days. I'm hoping it comes in by, you know, tomorrow. And uh, now I'm kind of stuck because I need new fucking chairs. And I know maybe to you guys it's not a big deal, but here's the thing is I'm all about aesthetic. And I'm all about comfort. And I like to look good while while being comfortable. That's that's even what my fashion is. I like to, my version of dressing up is still being comfortable. And you can have a beautiful blend of both. And so that's one thought process in always wanting to make sure my podcast setup is nice for you people on YouTube. Um, I appreciate it. There should be more of you. There should be more of you. Just saying. I'm waiting for these numbers to go up. It's hard work here. I'm putting in a lot of hard work for these numbers to be so low. So please, tell your friends. Tell your family. You know, if I was famous already, I already know all the comments would be like, oh my God, Alexia, I love you. You're so funny. I wish I were you. Blah, blah, blah. And like, I'm not saying this in a condescending way. I'm saying this in like the YouTubers that I watch. I'm so similar to in personality. And I think that's why I like them and gravitate towards them. Like Nylea, girl just started a podcast. And she's got like, she's already got like many, many, many views. And our personalities are so similar. And as I'm watching her podcast episode today, I'm like, this is literally the structure of my podcast episodes. She's talking the same way I talk. 
And yet, because she's already ha- got a platform, um, her podcast is doing so well. I'm like, people, if you like her, you would like me because we're so similar. But you already know her. So why don't you come get to know me? And then you'll be like, oh, my God, now I can watch Nylea and Alexia and have two great podcast episodes, which, by the way, go check out Nylea's new podcast. It's called Bit My Tongue. I would have named it Bite My Tongue because I like how that flows a little better. But Bit, bit My Tongue, I like it. Um, so anyways, that's a side note. Just these numbers. Let's get them up, people. Please and thank you respectfully. Um, oh no, where was I? Oh, yes. So that's one reason why I want to revamp my kind of podcast setup here is because I want it to be cute and I want it to be comfortable. But the other thing is if I buy really nice chairs, when I move out, I can also bring them with me. So it's not like one purpose being for the podcast only it's also when I move out and have my own space they can come into that space with me and who knows if I'm still doing a podcast then they can continue to be my podcast chairs and if not they can be love seats in my living room or something um that's like the thing with nice furniture is that it lasts and it can come with you wherever you go even if I, when I go to LA, like I can, it can come with me. I'll have to buy all new furniture anyways. May as well, you know, start doing it here and there randomly when it's convenient to me. Um, so I think I've figured out something for the chairs. My fingers are crossed. I'm not going to, you know, um, share so much, but it is double the price of what I was paying before which sucks tremendously. However, if all things go through perfectly, then I've worked out some sort of a deal. Um, I'm not going to do any advertising right now without the deal in place. So that's kind of all I'm going to say. Just... For you people listening and watching, just manifest positivity for me with these chairs and my little deal that's that's um in the works. I'm a businesswoman. I think another side note, one of the amazing things about being a creative person and kind of shaping your life and your career around creative arts is that you have to be some sort of a business person to have success in this career because I have the talent to be a successful actress but that's only like one piece of the puzzle you also need to understand the business somewhat at the bare minimum, because you'll have help. I have help from my agent. Um, but it's important for me as the artist to understand my industry myself as well. Um, and so I am a I am a businesswoman. I mean, have I made any profit from my own businesses? A little bit. 
Yeah. And will I? One day, of course. Right now, this is a nonprofit, this podcast. Um, you can donate. You can donate and help me out with those chairs if you want. The link in my Instagram bio. And um, there's links everywhere. So whatever link you press to find this podcast, there is a donation link. I'm not asking. I'm just saying, hey, if you wanted to, it is deeply appreciated. You can help me get those chairs if you want to. You don't have to. My mom got mad at me last time when I I said you guys can donate. But you can. You can if you want. Um, okay, so that's the update with the chairs. I'm hoping super soon to get new ones. God, guys, it's a mess. It's stressful. It's stressful. Okay. The other thing on my list is I'm trying to live a little bit more spontaneously. Why, you may ask? Well, because I'm fucking 20 years old and I feel like spontaneity is good. It's good at any age, but I feel like it's especially good at 20 years old. And so on Monday night, my friend is like, hey, I'm going to Sam Smith tomorrow. And I was like, oh, my God, Sam Smith is coming. I was like, "Ugh, I want to go. So I hit up Marketplace and I find cheap tickets and I go, hey, mom. Do you want to go to Sam Smith with me? And my mom's like, how much? And I'm like, $100 a ticket. And she goes, yeah. I go, fantabulous. We get those tickets. And the next day, we're at Sam Smith. And it was such a good show. Uh, I saw his butt. And I feel like... I feel like that's a flex. Like, I saw Sam Smith's butt on Tuesday night. What did you do? Watch TV? Mm-hmm. Not only did I see Sam Smith's butt, but he had this gorgeous gold sculpture, massive. It went from one side of the stage all the way to the other stage of this, like, Rome, you know, the Roman babies? It was kind of like that with its butt out to the audience in laying down position. It was gorgeous. It was a huge set piece. I've never seen a set piece like this before. Amazing. Um, it, the whole concert did feel very Roman, Roman empire, um, but like gay. So like a gay version of the Roman empire. I don't know if that was what he was going for or maybe more like biblical in the sense of like, again, gay Bible, like there, it was very much, It was very much Roman Catholic vibes, but with the twist of gay, LGBTQ pride, as it should be. I loved it. It was such a good concert. I mean, for me, and I think I've said this many times, but music is healing. And to be in a room, whether you personally love the music or know every single song or not, but to be in a room that's so, that where, where thousands of people are gathered together to just enjoy good music 
And to have the actual singer of the songs be so talented and have their voice just like echo through your ears and, and you feel the drums and the music and the bass and you're just the vibration of the night mixed with the beautiful like goddess sounds of their voices but then being surrounded by thousands of people who feel that just like angelic feeling around you and are singing and dancing and having such a good time like that it's unity that is unity that is freedom and that is peace and that's what the world should be about we need more concerts because they truly are healing. And music is so universal. Everybody has their own taste in music. Like myself, I'm super picky with my music. Um, but, but then you're in that room with thousands of people who enjoy the same songs as you from that same artist. Or you're at a festival enjoying different artists. It's just, I don't think there's a better feeling than that. Although I will argue, actually, there there is one better feeling than that. And it would be to be the singer, to be the artist, to be on stage, feeling everyone just thoroughly enjoying your music and singing your lyrics that you wrote and that you feel and it be your story that you are telling but now thousands of thousands of people have made your story their story too and so you're singing about your story and everyone is singing back to you your lyrics but with their emotions and I don't know if any of this is making sense to you or if I sound like a hippie right now, but holy fuck, that is what music does to you. And that is what concerts do. There is just, there is just no better reason for thousands of people to be in the same room together. And I know people will argue sports, but that's fucking shit. And, and, I hate sports, so I'm biased. But I also would disagree because I think sports brings out the competition, which can lead to anger. And music, there is no competition. We're all there just to enjoy it. When you go watch sports, you're, you're, you're wanting a team to win. And if they win, you're totally happy. And if they lose, you're very upset. Um, and throughout the whole time, your feelings are like a roller coaster because you're like, oh my God, we're, we're, we're winning. Oh my God, we're losing. Oh my God, we're tied. Oh my God, we're winning, losing. And there's no like peace there because you're so stressed and there's so much competition and the stakes are high. There are no stakes at a concert. It is just time to enjoy yourself, to enjoy good music and to be present. So I had a fantastic time and concerts truly heal me in a way that nothing else does. And I love my career and I love acting, but that's like a job where going to concerts is just enjoyment. There is no pressure on my part. It's just go and like enjoy it. 
And I can't say I feel that type of joy doing something else. Again, I don't mean career-wise because that's so different. I'm saying like leisurely, nothing brings me joy like concerts. Ah, I love them so much. Okay, I'm going to talk faster. We're never going to get to the news of the day. Okay, so then I went I went to the PNE as well. Did all the rides. Love the rides. Had a great time. Danced in the lines. Had some good McDonald's afterwards, some good pizza during, some good mini donuts, and had a good, good time. Um, I'm not going to, I mean, I'm not going to talk too much about the PNE because if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, Vancouver, we have Playland, which is like the tiniest version ever of Disneyland, but it sucks. Like, it's not a comparison. I'm just, it's it's a place where there's some rides. Um, but then in August to September something, we, there's the Peony, which is the big fair where there's shops and there's lots of deep fried food and lots of food in general and shows and concerts and uh, the rides are open still and there's petting zoos and it, it's just a huge fair. Um, so that's where I was. And we got the ride pass. So we did the fair and the rides. Because I love going on rides. I love roller coasters. All of it. Just not the super spinny ones. Because I'll vomit. Or if someone else vomits. Then I'll vomit. Because they're vomiting. Because vomiting is my biggest phobia. Ever. Okay. That's the life updates. Oh, I'm missing one. So I've talked about many times on this podcast about feeling lonely. And, you know, I will say like 2023 emotionally has probably been the hardest year I've had in a long time because of that sense of loneliness. But we're on the uprise, ladies and gentlemen. Again, I'm not going to say too much because... You know, when you're on the uprise, you kind of just want to like live in that for as long as possible. And so I'm on the uprise, meeting new people, making some new friends, and we're we're on that uprise trajectory. Um I now have three jobs, four jobs technically, two paying jobs as of now, acting, which is on strike still. And the podcasting. So I am a busy, busy gal right now. And a full-time mother to my dog, Luna. So I'm busy. I'm booked and busy. Um, so we're on that uprise, which I love to be on. That's the beautiful thing about feeling so low, though, is that you know you have to go up at some point. It's just like, how long is that low going to be before you get to go back up? And then you might trip and fall sometimes and end up low again. But I'm on the uprise and I'm going to stay there for as long as I can. Okay, that's all the updates officially. Let's get into um, the news, shall we? Kevin Hart is in a wheelchair. What? Now, Kevin Hart's a comedian, so we can keep this light. Kevin Hart is using a wheelchair after a recent injury, 
but he's feeling well enough to share the embarrassing story behind his pain. Ladies and gentlemen, the age 40 is real. Hart began in an Instagram video on Wednesday, August 23rd. To all my men and women out there that are 40 years old and above, it's not a game. Respect that age. Respect that age or that age will make you respect it. I was just forced to respect it. Hart went on to explain that he tried to race former NFL running back Stephen Ridley in a 40-yard dash after the duo debated who was faster. Not surprisingly, the ex-athlete prevailed and Hart ended up with the torn lower abdomen and abductors. He said, I don't even know what that is, but I tore him. This is just a public service announcement because I know people may see me out and I don't want to be, I don't want you to be alarmed, but I'm in a wheelchair. Why? Because I tried to jump out there and do some young stuff. I tried to go out there and do some, some young man stuff and I was told to sit my ass down. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Kevin Hart is young at heart, but his body is like, hold up, hold up, hold up. You might think you're young. You technically are still young, but your body is not like it's in its 20s anymore. You can't run a 40-yard dash with an athlete. You just can't. You couldn't do that even in your 20s. You can't do it now, especially. Um, I couldn't do that. I would also tear those things, too, and be in a wheelchair as well if I did those. So, Kevin, even if age wasn't a factor, you'd still don't want to, like, test an athlete. Okay? You're an actor. You're a comedian. Actors usually don't run. Unless it's part of the role. Then you have to buckle up and be like, Ugh, I gotta be fit. And I have to run. Fuck, fine, I'll do it. And then you get paid to do it, you know? I thought that was hilarious. Um, and good thing it's nothing traumatic. Nothing long-lasting. He will be fine. And if you are older, take it easy on your body. Stretch do therapy, physical and emotional, maintain your health. You can still do the fun things and like dance and party and do all that shit, but like take it easy. Take it easy on me, baby. I was still a child. I didn't get the chance to feel the world around me it's um a song by adele written about her son like like her like the way like she's telling it to her son like son take it easy on me all right moving on scooter braun oh scooter 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 braun um is in the news again now, if you don't know who Scooter Braun is, he is a big, big 
label manager. So he manages celebrities, singers, Ariana Grande, Justin Bieber, Tori Kelly, Demi Lovato, Hilary Duff, Ashley Graham, uh, Jay Balvin, and so many more. Carly Rae Jepsen, um, Dan and Shay, like a long list of like A-list celebrities he manages it's a, and he has a record label um and you might have recognized him in all of the taylor swift drama taylor swift used to be signed with scooter however through contractual agreements and this and that whatever he managed to have the rights i guess to all of taylor's music and keep it from her so she doesn't have the rights to some of her own songs which is terrible obviously so she's been re-recording them for years and beside the the titles it'll say taylor's version in brackets so this is a psa for anyone who's going to listen to taylor swift music is make sure it's taylor's version Otherwise, you're paying Scooter Braun and not Taylor. And that's not fair because Scooter does not deserve money for someone else's work. Now, the drama with him in current day is that everybody's leaving him. So it's been rumored that Justin Bieber just left him, that Ariana has left him before for personal reasons because... um. She said that he was getting too involved with her personal dating life. And she's like, that's not your job. You're not my publicist. And even like, that's not the job of a publicist. You're also not my therapist. You are my recording label manager. So you deal with my music, not my dating life. So she dropped him for, I think it was like six months and then worked with him again. Um, but now it's alleged at least that he is losing all of his clients, his big clients, because, um, because of so many contract things. Like if you are so, if there's too many fine prints in your contract of, you know, potentially, potential ways of stealing rights and music and money from artists and obviously these artists have good lawyers they're not gonna they're not gonna fuck around with that shit like you think ariana grande and justin bieber are just gonna be like yeah no take whatever especially justin bieber right now because he's already lost so many of his own songs like taylor did where he doesn't get any money from them and he doesn't even own them anymore can you believe that like taylor swift and Justin Bieber, and probably so many more artists, have songs that are theirs. They wrote. They sing in. They perform. But legally, they don't own them. And they don't get money from them. That's wild. So, like, every time you listen to Baby by Justin Bieber, he's not getting paid for it. So just like the film industry has residual issues, so does the um, 
music industry. So you like just to just to talk about it for a second is especially with smaller artists and smaller actors, it's where it matters more. Every time you listen to a song on a streaming platform like Spotify, like Apple Music, like uh, Deezer or Amazon or, or Samsung, wherever, um, the singers are probably not getting any of that. Or if they do, it's a few cents. Like even Snoop Dogg was talking about this. He's like, same thing with the, the music industry. Residuals are a slap in the face. They mean nothing. Artists are relying so much now on the concerts and on um, live shows because that's where the money comes in. Not anymore the buys, the, the sales of the albums or the singles and the songs because nobody's buying them on iTunes anymore, right? Like that's where we used to all get our music from is we all used to have to buy it on Am or on um, iTunes for like $1.25 or some shit. They don't get that anymore. And most of the money that is made always goes to the representatives. It's always going to the managers, the record label, the agents, like, and even if an artist gets $100,000 for sales alone, just say, 30% goes to this person, 15% goes to that person, 20% goes to that person. And now that that $100,000 is a small number. And I'm, I'm just saying this because it's really important for people outside of the industry to realize that it is so much work and the pay isn't fair and the protection isn't there either sometimes. And you don't need to understand it. You don't need to care if you don't want to. That's totally fine. I think it's important for everyone to be aware of this because of the amount of times that so many people complain about actors or musicians and say, oh, well, I don't know what you guys are complaining about. You get so much money. And it's not that simple. It's not that black or white. And I think it's important to know everybody's struggles, um, including truck drivers. They've been on strike for a long time. They go on strike all the time. Teachers, they deserve more. Like, we should be willing to learn about all the industries. And I think if we all kind of rally up together, that we can make big change for one another. So this is my PSA again for the, for the film industry strike. Stand in solidarity. This is going to be one of the longest strikes possibly in history for the film industry. It, it will be. I'm, I'm assuming it's going to get to that. And because it's so huge, I truly believe it will make an impact on so many other industries. So stand in solidarity. Donate if you can. And talk about it if you can. 
All right. Scooter Braun is losing everyone left and right. If you are not going to be fair with your clientele, they should absolutely be able to leave you. Um, and that's that. And like Scooter Braun's been having problems forever. And I've always kind of been in his back corner because I'm always in Ariana's back corner. And so whatever she decides to do, I'm right there with her because I love her so much. Um, and so I've I've always been pretty quiet with the Scooter Braun stuff because I respect Ariana so much. And I respect Taylor a lot as well. Like, look, I, I'm not picking sides between them. I, I appreciate so hard how Taylor Swift has just blatantly used Scooter Braun's name, not held anything back, had a big fuck you and to him and has prevailed. I respect that so much. But I also respect Ariana deciding to stay and, you know, that side of it as well. It's kind of like when someone cheats on you, you can either be like, fuck you, I hope you never date again and you suck. Or you decide to stick it out. And either way, everyone should just respect your decision. That's kind of what it was for me. But look, I don't respect Scooter Braun if he is going to act this way with with people who are making him money. You are nothing, Scooter, without your clientele. You are nothing without them. Stop taking advantage of them. Bow down to them. They don't need you. You need them. Don't forget that. Moving on. Olivia Rodrigo brushes off Taylor Swift concert questions. Okay, people in the news want to know if Olivia Rodrigo is going or has been to a Taylor Swift concert. Olivia Rodrigo swiftly redirected the conversation when asked whether she's made it to one of Taylor Swift's era tour show. I haven't yet, Rodrigo, 20 years old, told the New York Times in a profile published Thursday, August 24, today, citing her busy schedule and the reason she hasn't been spotted in Swift's VIP tent. Rodrigo told the outlet she was heading to Europe the week the interview was concluded. Since she's burst onto the scenes, Rodrigo has been candid about her many musical inspirations and has counted Taylor Swift as one of the biggest. Look, if you don't know the drama, let me brief it down for you guys. Olivia Rodrigo came out with a song called Driver's License that blew up so big. And that kind of spiraled into a love triangle between Olivia Rodrigo, Sabrina Carpenter, and Joshua Bassett. And... During that whole love triangle time, most people were taking Olivia Rodrigo's side. I personally am a girl's girl. I won't lie, though. I was more Sabrina Carpenter. Still am. I love her. But I was like, it's always it's Joshua's fault, period. Doesn't matter. The girls, they can beef it out if they want to. It's the man's fault, period. Um, and... While her music was coming out, 
yeah, Olivia was really candid about the fact that she loves Taylor Swift, just like I am with Ariana. And then she came out with her album and a song called Deja Vu and One Step Forward, Three Steps Back came out. And those two songs had subtle credits to Taylor Swift and someone on her team for the writing of the music, which they did not write. Um, But she gave them writing credit because those songs were inspired by songs that Taylor Swift had wrote. And so she wanted to pay homage and give credit where it's due. I respect that personally. Taylor Swift didn't, or at least her team didn't, and lawsuits happen, blah, 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 blah. And then this year, Taylor Swift announces that Taylor or Sabrina Carpenter is going, going to open, be an opener for some of her shows. And so the fact that people are like, Olivia, are you going to her concert? What's happening? Blah, blah, blah. Is because of all that drama. Otherwise, nobody would care. But she's brushing it out on the fact of like, no, I'm just a busy, I'm a busy girl. I'm famous. I'm releasing music. I'm busy. And um, I respect that. So Olivia will probably not go to a Taylor Swift concert. All right, moving on. I got to be quick here. We've got nine minutes and two stories left or one story left. No, two stories left. Khloe Kardashian is clapping back at haters' comments. Now, she's been doing this for a while, but let's let's talk about this story. Khloe Kardashian, 39, um, um, is clapping back again after a fan accused her of promoting a negative body image. I used to love you so much, Khloe. Wish you would have never changed your face. You're beautiful just the way you are. I'm kind of getting sick of all of you giving young girls bad body images. The commenter wrote on Kardashian's Wednesday, August 23rd selfie shot of her and her mom, Kris Jenner. Beauties on the inside, superficials on the out. Khloe Kardashian then said, don't be concerned about the out. You said it yourself, so focus on what matters to you. Kardashian added, By the way, I don't think judging others is so healthy for your inside. Just saying. Have a beautiful day. Um, and then at some point, I think something else was said, and then she goes, Those things are tatted on, but a hater is going to hate. Chloe replied, replied in the comment section of her Tuesday, August 24th, Instagram post that can't be right today is the 20 today's the 24th okay it's a typo Thursday the August 24th Instagram post which showed off her curves and icy blonde locks that ass is assin but you don't but you do you baby that's why we have so many flavors Chloe ended her message by shading the commenter not everyone has had the same taste she wrote Sending you love and a little bit of aqua. You seem thirsty, my love. Chloe's been clapping back on a lot of hate comments lately, and I'm kind of here for the sassy attitude. She's always been like the real one, the funny one, everyone says, but she's like, don't talk about my love life. Don't talk about my kids. And also, 
don't talk about my body now. Which is like, you know, kind of the only three things that she brings to the table in terms of her fame. Let's be real. But I'm here for the clapping back. I think it's funny. And I think it's it's I think to her it's just a joke like she doesn't actually care. And uh, I think it's fun to get a rise out of your haters. So I'm here for it. I hope she continues to clap back at people because why not? And the last bit of news for the day is that the Cyrus family, apparently it's in shambles. Trish Cyrus, Miley Cyrus's mother, just got remarried. So her and Billy Ray Cyrus got divorced last year. And Billy is now engaged to someone else. And Trish just got married the on the weekend, I think, to someone else. And... Miley went to the wedding and her two older siblings went to the wedding. Her three younger siblings did not go to the wedding. So there's a clear divide within the family of like, I'm on mom's side, you're on dad's side. Now, obviously, we don't know the actual reasons of things because all I can see is that both of them have moved on. They've been separated for a year. We don't know. Or maybe we do, but I don't know why they got divorced. Like maybe it was mom's fault or maybe it was dad's fault or maybe it was mutual. We don't know. But they've both moved on with other people. They're She's married now and he's engaged. So I don't know the exact drama. I just know that the Cyrus family is in shambles. They are divided. And the day of Trish's wedding... Her three kids that did not go were posting online like at the mall and doing random stuff. And like what I would see is like rubbing it in their mom's face that they do not support her and this marriage. And that they'd rather be at the mall than her wedding. And I feel bad for the mom because she's just trying to like live her life. She's a gorgeous girl. Still young, got lots of life to live, Le- lots of life to live. And as for Billy, he's engaged. We'll have to see when the wedding is and who shows up to their wedding. Cause uh, maybe Miley doesn't go to that wedding, or maybe she's like, I love both my parents, period. And Noah's like, nope, no mom. That's it. We'll have to see. We'll have to be updated on this. I had no idea that there w- was even tension in the Cyrus family because they just seem so united all the time but shit has apparently hit the fan there and that is the top five news stories of the day everybody or of the week I guess because this comes out next Wednesday and that's a week um that's all she wrote for that this was a this was a good episode we talked a lot I don't even know what we talked about but I know I talked a lot. So um, with that being said, have a great day, an even better week. Share, comment, like, go follow the Instagram at I don't care underscore the podcast. Go follow my Instagram at Alexi underscore DE underscore Stefano. Check out the TikTok. Do all the things and like actually do all the things for me. That would be really amazing. Thank you so much. 
All right, bye.